0: Welcome to The Secret Life of Parkinson's, a podcast trying to break the barriers and stigma around PD to lessen the fear. It's a disease no one likes to talk about. When people hear Parkinson's, they're afraid, even if they don't know exactly what it is. This podcast is led by Parkinson's patients talking about their daily life with PD. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser hi and welcome back to the secret life of parkinson's i'm jessica krauser and i apologize again i don't have brian baker but we have Melissa Carlson, Hi, owner Jess. PD Next Steps. Hi.
1: I'm really happy to be here. I know. I'm
0: excited, too, because you want to know why. Why? Because my doctor is here. <laughs> Yay. Dr. Andrea Malone, a movement disorder specialist from Ohio Health. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here.
2: I'm really so- excited. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and nervous. Show yes. us how excited you are. <laughs> yeah. I know. We're a fun
0: group. But yep. no, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, thank you. These, these are you know, for those of you out there, these are my two favorite people in the world that I found. <laughs> Can you believe so that you're sitting on. at one table? I, with your- I know, I know. I and really I found special. them. I found yeah. you guys both so early on. Um, obviously, you, you're the one that gave me some bad news. But no, um, Dr. Malone was the one that uh, diagnosed me um, with Parkinson's back in July of 2019. And then one month later, I met Melissa, who's Hopefully, helping me slow the progression through exercise. So, through my medication and advice from a doctor, and exercise, which was one of your big pieces of advice, um, I feel like I'm in a good place for most days. Yes, I have some. I have some bad days, but we we'll, could talk about that on another podcast. So today, <laughs> um, what we wanted to talk about is how can patients or caregivers um, best prepare for their visits with their general neurologist or with a specific movement disorder specialist. So um, I'd like to at some point, like, as we talk through, like, can we narrow it down to like, what are those top three to five things? But um, I thought I could just, you know, get us started because one of my biggest things that I thought was a great way to prepare for a visit is I brought my journal and I didn't realize how beneficial that was going to be because I journaled. I used to journal all the time, but along my whole journey which was about two years i would write little notes and then i started piecing things together and i remember when i came to you you're like can i, can I just see that
2: book and i was <laughs> yeah. like yeah
0: and you're reading through it, and i was like that was like the best thing any doctor could have ever done for me so um i'm assuming a journal is a great way to prepare but tell us about some things that you've seen like best practices or sure. what you want to see
2: sure yeah so i think I think when it comes to patient care, there's a lot of different ways to deliver it, right? And so sometimes a patient will come in nervous or anxious and is unsure about a diagnosis of Mm -hmm. Parkinson's, and they bring in 12 family members. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that I didn't know you were allowed to bring in. (laughs) 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 This was... Do you want to meet my mom? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you have. This is Mm pre-COVID. But... But that, but that can be helpful, but I think having one or two is great. Yeah. Um, because then, when a patient is talking, we can also look back at the caregiver who's shaking their head no, yeah. while the patient is shaking their head yes, yeah. and we can stop the conversation and talk about it. I think bringing a list, um, or a journal, yeah. um, or anything, you know, extra information from a physician that saw you previously that we may not have, mm-hmm. yeah. um, MRIs lab results, things like that, um, are really important for us to review. Um, preferably those things are done kind of before the visit so we can Mm -hmm. use the visit to talk and counsel, Mm -hmm. but those are excellent ways to just start the topic. Um, one of the things I like to do when a new patient comes in is sort of get a sense for what are they expecting? What is a patient expecting? Right? So, um, Oftentimes a new patient for me as movement disorder neurologist will be I'm going to probably either diagnose, undiagnose, mm-hmm. right? Which is mm. one of our favorite things to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diagnose, undiagnose, or another you know, just another opinion mm-hmm. and send them back to their neurologist that mm-hmm. is currently wanting to continue care. So it's nice to know sort of where we are and and then another question i ask sometimes is how are you doing mm-hmm. and sometimes a patient will say terrible because this that and the other um, and some patients say oh i just moved to columbus and want to establish with someone and i'm doing well so yeah mm-hmm. if we know ahead of time what we go- what our goals are i think mm-hmm. it helps so
0: when it comes to like taking note or like list of things that people are feeling or going through do you ever have I we've talked about this before because Melissa will do assessments of, of people at the gym mm-hmm. for herself, like to say like this is this is what you can physically do now, you know, and just making sure that they know what their ability capabilities and things like that are. Do people ever bring you things like that? Like, um, I, like I kind of wish I would have done it to then say each visit. This you only see me for thirty forty five minutes, but this is a bigger scope or maybe a video or something right is that because you only get a, s- a small time, yeah. subset it's, it's ma- like well if you lived with me <laughs> <laughs>
2: you'd see a lot more right um, so how do people like
0: narrow that down
2: right so that that's tough because especially if somebody is single or lives in completely mm-hmm. independently and maybe is even starting to have some memory issues yeah right but um mm. let's say memory's intact and they're exercising, and they're going to rehab. Um, what's nice is PT, OT, and speech, mm-hmm. if done, but well, really if done anywhere, will send me letters. Mm-hmm. So I have all of those, and I read through them and sign them, and it's it's required, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we have good communication back and forth. Um, sometimes um, an exercise physiologist will communicate some concerns, mm-hmm. Um Before the visit. Are all hospitals set up that way? Like, you know, I know at Ohio Health, like,
0: you guys have a great, uh, a lot of resources, but I don't think not everybody does.
2: Right. So So do they have to
0: ask a question, I guess, to their doctor about that?
2: Right. Yeah, that's a good distinction. So general neurologist, maybe out in the community, would probably not have access to neurophysical therapy Mm -hmm. or some of these great exercise programs that we have in Columbus. Um, But... It, at Ohio Health, we have what we call an interdisciplinary clinic. Mm-hmm. And so you may not see the physical therapist on the same day if you're at a different mm-hmm. site, but they are all part of the care team. Mm-hmm. So that's unique. Yeah. Um, you know, I've practiced practiced at another place where that wasn't happening yet. Yeah. Um, so these are kind of some neat things that we'll probably start to pick up at different places. Do
0: you guys ever connect? Well, actually, you're probably going to say no because I know young onset patients aren't a higher population but you know i was i was just at my yearly checkup with my gynecologist and um she we were talking about different things of you know do i get back on birth control just to alleviate symptoms of you know just regular womenly problems (laughs) um but you know she's like you know let's talk and learn about if there's any conflict with the medication or like monitor how i'm feeling you know before i start my period versus during the sorry guys if you're watching this you don't want to talk about that but hang out for just a second um but like do you guys ever make connections to like
2: other doctors like that like should i put you in touch
0: with her yeah (laughs) These
2: these are great things so yeah they are i mean they take a little more time and so i think sometimes um You'll get a provider who maybe doesn't either have that time in their schedule or doesn't want to make that time. Yeah, but but reaching out is mm-hmm. perfect. We usually will send a letter to the referring provider, mm-hmm. definitely at the first visit, and then if yeah. there's anything that's that's critical, maybe the cardiologist needs to be involved because someone's blood pressure is yeah, dropping. Yeah, that's true. I guess that makes sense, maybe. Yeah. Um, You know, and sometimes we'll call. If we know Mm -hmm. them directly, we'll call or private chat and just take care of it right. Sometimes we'll take care of it in the office. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll call up a a cardiologist down the hall and say, hey, we want to make a change. Can we do this? Patient's here now. They'll say, yes. Okay, hang up. Done. That's good. And patient can go their way. Yeah. Um, Well, I might. So, because
0: my gynecologist, she's, you know, I've been with her since the twins were born. Or before that, and so it's been like fifteen years, and she's just like, I don't, I, I don't have any Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah. it's Young better to Parkinson's. communicate. Yeah, it's better to yeah Absolutely. to communicate,
2: educate, and there may be things that um, we don't know about general OB and, mm-hmm. and gyn um, as well. Yeah. So one
0: of the other questions is, and I want to dive a little deeper into this one is, um, this is for people out there. If you have Parkinson's, what you, what I think you should bring to your movement disorder specialist is be prepared to tell the truth. So don't hide your feelings or symptoms, similar to what um, we had Michael Moore on here that did the talked about the Parkinson's play. Mm-hmm. And that was his whole story, is he just would go in and he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he would either go in with his wife or not, and he would say, you know, that was his whole, the basis of the whole play. And, you know, I do have friends that they go with their parents and they're like, you know, they're not telling the truth. And yeah. so how do you... I guess, reinforce patients to be up front with you or, you know, who can also contact you? Like, could my husband, Derek, like, could he ever call you aside to be like, hey, mm-hmm. Jess is really struggling, but she's not coming to terms with it? Like, does, is that allowed? Like, I don't know with HIPAA and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Right. What you can't keep
2: um, Yeah, well, sometimes we'll do lie detector tests. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my, my gosh, kidding. Kidding. wow! <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, okay. that, is, that is not the case. I know. Um, no, I, that, that does bring up a really good question. Um, mm. So when it comes to who we may communicate with, um, generally there will be an emergency contact yeah. on paperwork, and that comes up at the first visit. The front, front desk or the office staff will take care of all of that. Um, so the person might need to be on there, and it's good to get the patient to consent that it is still okay to to make that phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also there's, uh, for a subset of patients, people have durable power of attorney. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have social workers that can help people do that um, because it's hard to navigate all that paperwork. And sometimes Mm -hmm. people have fees. So we have social workers at Ohio Health and other other sites Mm -hmm. that can help people get that. If they have power of attorney, then that's really clear cut and Mm -hmm. easy and we just get a copy for the chart. Yeah. So mm. when it comes to, I don't know about lying, mm. but hiding or being more stoic yeah. is something mm. that we know about. Yeah. And so sometimes we'll have an entire visit and then the power attorney will call us and say, he, he, he didn't mention anything that is really going yeah. on. Mm. Yeah. And so then we have to redo a visit over the phone and, and really get the story. So, I mean, we're used to that. Okay. Um, we try to pull it out of people, but yeah. sometimes people just... Um, I guess in some ways you want to, any patient probably wants to maybe impress the mm-hmm. provider, right, in some way. Um, and not to make that sound silly, yeah, but no, I, I think we see it a lot in the gate testing. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> this is one of my favorites when a, a patient's family member might call in and say, they're falling, I, I can't get them out, they're not doing it, they're just sitting around yeah. watching TV all day. So we get them in the office, and they look great. I <laughs> mean, they have their walker. They're using it the way they should. They turn well. They yeah. walk in well. They're smiling. I mean, they. how are you doing? I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. And then, again, you see the family member going, mm-hmm. this isn't what they look like at home. Yeah. And we know that, right? And so we call that showing off, you uh-huh. know, just being silly. But we're like, we know you're showing off. We know you're trying to get brownie points. Yeah. Tell us what's really going on. Yeah. And so. So. I
1: um, we have a care partner group that meets once a month and um, I've heard if not once probably 10 times in the past like three months we go to these appointments and the person living with Parkinson's says everything's fine, everything's <laughs> great you know and they don't want to change anything. We have some and not to be stereotypical, but it ge- generally it seems at least in our group that it's a lot of the men that <laughs> don't want to change. Mm-hmm everything's fine and meanwhile I see a change mm-hmm. their spouses see a change mm-hmm. and they the spouses want to pull their hair out like what what can we do so in your recommendation right. make sure they're that power of attorney or power what did you call it
2: if they need a durable power durable. Of, an ad- okay. of attorney okay. sometimes that's for memory issues or other things but if if you have that then that's great if you have the family member just come with the patient mm-hmm. they consent or those sort of things but um, but there are a number of things that we can do, too. I mean, I, I joke around about the person that walks really well, but then then someone comes in, and we, we can tell by our, what we call our unified Parkinson's rating mm-hmm. scale, mm-hmm. which you are both very familiar with. Um, I tend to do it at every visit, part mm-hmm. of it at every visit, the motor part. Um, and I know if somebody's score jumps higher, mm-hmm. right, then I don't think their meds are where they should mm-hmm. be, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'll usually have that discussion. Um, the only problem in that case is when the patient says, "I don't want to increase it." Yeah, right. But we usually, I usually say, "I think you're going to feel better if we increase it," and mm-hmm. so generally they'll try it. Say, so if you try it and don't like it, stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not stop, but wean back. That's yeah. the other question
0: about medications. Um, do you should should I be <laughs> medicated? Um, should I like just have had medication before? I come see you, or do you prefer that we're coming off so you see what those off times look like? Like, what Mm -hmm. is is there a difference? I know there's a difference in us, but do you, like, when you do those movement things, can Mm -hmm. you tell?
2: Yep. Um, That's a really common question. I always advise taking the medicine. Um, If we are wondering if something is an off period Mm -hmm. or um, maybe somebody's really anxious and we want to know, could it be anxiety when they're off or could Mm -hmm. it just be... Plain old, you know, depression, anxiety. Um, Are they having something else during it? The other thing is it's really hard to know. A patient really doesn't always know how to explain tremor and how to explain dyskinesia over the phone. And so if we want to see any number of those things, sometimes we'll have them come in maybe we'll say, hold the medicine, we'll see you, okay. take the medicine, we'll come back in in 30 minutes or hmm. when it kicks in. So it's a little trick that we can do, which is yeah. nice. But in general, I would say take the medicine before the visit because it doesn't it doesn't mask all your symptoms. There right. are still things that we can see.
0: Right. Okay. I love that she can tell that people are lying.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> which makes
0: sense, I mean, you yeah. see it all the time. Right. But you, yeah. I, don't I don't know she, about lying. Not lying, but they're... they're <laughs> Hiding the... Hiding, hiding, yeah. 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 Which Derek and I were open books. We're just like, blah. (laughs) Like, let me tell you everything about my life. (laughs) And how can this help? I have a question. Mm
1: -hmm. Sorry, Jess. No, (laughs) please. (laughs) Um, It seems, um, you know, I I do a pretty decent, well, a pretty extensive consultation when people come in and um, just to make sure we're the right program for them. And one of the things I like to touch on is the anxiety and the apathy and possible depression and stuff. Is that something like standard? Since I've never been to like a, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a visit, so is that a standard thing? Because it, because it seems like a lot of the people are you know that I've come across are like, oh no, I don't I don't want to add another medication, you know, mm-hmm. when in fact mm-hmm. they really are. Their their family members have said like, yeah. oh, super anxious, like you know, can't sleep and mm-hmm. etc. So is that a general
2: thing that you guys cover every visit? Right. So there are um, Parkinson's disease specific review of symptoms that most of us do in movement disorders Mm -hmm. clinic. Um, Maybe not in general neurology clinic. I mean, you might say, How's your mood? or how, you Mm -hmm. know, and then move along if they they give a short answer and it sounds okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also do um, a couple different paper scales. Um, and I know that primary care has rolled that out. And um, those are like the general depression inventories and mm-hmm. um, anxiety inventories. And you just fill out, you know, some paperwork and submit it. Um, you know, you need to be yeah. truthful, though. It's still, you know, you yeah. still could pass that with flying colors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I think I, I think I, um... I want to say you because
0: it was really early on Mm -hmm. um and that i talked to my primary care physician about Mm -hmm. when i got on my antidepressant sertraline whatever that is but because we were talking about we're like is it because of the diagnosis itself and dealing Mm -hmm. with that or is it because of the disease and what it does to the mind so it's it's always hard but yeah that's a a tricky one yeah like who do you talk to and Mm -hmm. how open are people going to be seems mm. to be a general theme with
2: a lot of this yeah. I mean really. Right. yeah know, like this, and and then you add on the stigma of mental health and it right. makes it a little more difficult oh, yeah so yes. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, for um sure.
1: yeah. and I try to do I mean I think we're you know at at our facility we're pretty open about like okay, you know
0: this is okay this is okay yeah you know and and it this, is
1: okay to not feel okay and yeah. there's hope right or you can you the can second see. I tell
0: people like you know I got on it and that joyless feeling mm-hmm. that was there is now gone Mm -hmm. and that was because that was like that was probably worse than you know any of the stiffness and rigidity that i had
2: you know and so i mean this is an interesting segue you know there's something that you had talked about should we talk about non-motor symptoms there's interesting segue anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. mood is a is a non-motor symptom Mm -hmm. and sometimes it does bother patients more than tremor itself Mm -hmm. you know um, yeah. sleep is also one, constipation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we're, we're going to have a segment on skin. constipation. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. There's, I mean, it's so yeah. real. Right. People, There's so a lot much. of people yeah. really deal with it. And it's... You have some interesting titles for that talk. <laughs> I bet. That would be fun. <laughs> so
0: if you had to narrow it down to like your top three or top five, what would you recommend to, you know, people who are already diagnosed with Parkinson's or who mm. think they might have it and they're going to see a doctor, what would you recommend they bring that day?
2: Right. Um, really, you know, I I thought about these questions. Um, I think the first visit is easy. Beyond that, I really don't like to put a burden on patients because I often say, you don't worry about that. Let us worry about mm-hmm. it. So personally, my The way that I practice is that for the subsequent visits, I just want you to follow up on the things that we decided that was part of the plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then great. Because there's still people that come back and say, "Oh, I didn't do that. You know, I didn't go to therapy. I didn't Mm -hmm. do that. I didn't get the MRI. I didn't (laughs) do so." So some of those things, I just want you to do that. But first visit, um, I think you know it's nice to have um, any neurologist that they've seen. It is nice to be able to access those records. Or bring them with the patient. Mm -hmm. Any imaging is important to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, really, just a timeline you know, when do you think things started is important. Um, What are they doing in terms of exercise? Mm -hmm. What types of exercise? um what meds have they tried if they mm-hmm. can remember that some of the names or even anything about it mm-hmm. i mean there's not a ton of medicines yeah. in parkinson we usually say oh it's that yellow pill okay got yeah, it, it. Yeah. <laughs> i know <laughs> what you're you and i are talking about the same thing i get someone that says I, i've got the big football got it okay i know <laughs> what you're talking about with big football but we i mean we would of course clarify but yeah um but so i think having oh yeah i tried that and i hated it well why'd you hate yeah. it do you mm-hmm. remember and it gives us a little more insight. Um, a family member is great Coming. for the first visit. Um, you know, unfortunately, there are some tears in our office more than we would like. Um, and so, having somebody there mm-hmm. with them is nice. Um, our practice, we try to give the patient enough time to um, deal with the tears with us. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it, a patient might feel better having someone that they know mm-hmm. beside them um if they think it's going to be a stressful yeah visit um I was I was like I gotta go to work I have a, another meeting I gotta go and we we got to the
0: elevator and Derek's like and I'm like what is the matter with you yeah. <laughs> because I already I knew like mm-hmm. coming in just from all the symptoms that I've had and whatever so it wasn't it was more of a relief for me so I I feel bad I, I don't mean to joke with him but like <laughs> it's just like it gets in the and I had to I had to cancel all my meetings because I had to take care you of them had to take care of <laughs> but, no, but yeah I mean I know a lot of people that I talk to um, that they just you know they're like I had that crying fest in the mm-hmm. office and because you know it's something you don't want to believe but that's what we're hopefully trying to change is breaking that stigma mm-hmm. and it's you can still mm-hmm. live your life you you don't change just because you got the diagnosis because guess what you've probably had it for a few mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and you just now know the name. The name, yeah, yeah. which, again, I was happy to know a name, so I didn't think that I was going crazy over all these random things that were happening at once. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is great. Yeah. Okay. Any last <laughs> parting words? <laughs> I feel like you want to say something. I do. I have so much I can say. To. We'll do We'll, we'll bring you out again. If you I mean, had fun, we'll bring you out again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we didn't um, scare you. No, we just appreciate your demeanor and how, you know, the, okay. the care you provide. You. And it's just, it's so, when people say, oh, I'm going to see Dr. Malone, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, oh. um, because just this week I, um, I had a gal that contacted me that saw a general neuro- neurologist and he said... I think you have Parkinson's, and um, you should probably start to get your affairs in order. Yeah, those are the things we need to have. And that's so. just, it's, it breaks my heart, you know, mm-hmm. and immediately I, I steered her to another, you know, to your group. So um, yeah, it's um, it's great. You do yeah. a wonderful job, Yeah, we really Thank appreciate
2: you. You. Yeah, Thank you. It's surprising and interesting that those things are still happening, oh, but I have. hear them a lot, and um, I... You know, there, there's always... There are, are always time constraints. Um, and the world of neurology, I should say, is getting very complex. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, a general neurologist it has a lot mm-hmm. to, to think about. Mm-hmm. So um, when I think about those things happening while I... It also gives me kind of a a pit in my stomach to mm-hmm. hear that, that mm-hmm. that's happening. Um, but... Um, you know, unfortunately, to keep the job, there mm-hmm. are things that they have to do to get patients and patients out, but I would much rather just say, I think you might have it. Um, let's get you in touch Did with someone, someone who knows more mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. um, and just leave it there mm-hmm. and, and um, or even call and say, mm-hmm. you know, if they're in our office, a lot of times we'll walk, leave the visit, just a minute to the current patient, shut the door, walk to the other side, walk in and, eva- and evaluate the patient mm-hmm. that we don't know that they're asking us to kind of curbside on. Yeah. So um, those things are available. Yeah, they're always available. To We're always ready to, to jump in and, and help or a video mm-hmm. or something like that yeah. or a, f- a quick phone call. So um, I think, you know. There should, it shouldn't be happening. Right. Well, well, uh, you guys,
0: you guys have your education series. I know for Parkinson's patients, I want to create my own series for neurologists. To <laughs> 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 so like, from a patient standpoint, mm-hmm. this is, uh, you know, but no, that's uh, everybody, um, you know, that we've had on and I've had a lot of people comment on you know their own doctors and their experiences and there is definitely a mix of good and bad but it's it's just like with any doctor
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're going to relate with some and not relate with others so find the one that fits you know fits your personality and fits you best
2: yeah. find the so. right fit is right and um if i can say this too mm-hmm. i'd i really like it when a when a patient has a good family doctor mm-hmm. because sometimes you'll see that too they'll they will maybe start to tell us about things that were that they perceive as not going as well as they would like mm-hmm. um and i y- you know i say well maybe you know <laughs> we don't want to guide them in in the wrong way but we want to say we want you to have somebody that you know that you trust mm-hmm. i mean fi- primary care is the first stop yeah you know it's the first stop it's the quarterback um so i really kind of insist on patients having a primary care provider when yeah. they see us so we don't let people go out without one usually yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so, again for coming on and thank you for yeah, filling in Brian's sure.
0: shoes. Brian, you might be oh losing God. your
1: job. I like this chair.
0: You know how many comments we're going to get back? Oh, we'll I like, know. We need Brian. We need Brian
1: back. It's fine. It's only temporary. As he likes
0: to call himself, the eye candy. The eye candy will be back. Yeah. But thank you very much for yes, making thank time. You. For thank you. Thank you. you very thank much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, in our last 30 seconds, I'll leave you with this. As we state all the time, do what's best for you and talk to your doctor. This was my doctor. Um, but please be sure to talk to your doctor before you, you make any changes or you know bring the questions that you have on a daily basis. Write them down. You know, make sure that you're documenting things. Bring a family member with you and consult with your doctor so that you can live a better life um, as quickly as possible. So we will see you again soon. And thank you again so much for coming in. Thank, thank you. you. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.